Hey, yo, 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 what's good? You know what it is. You know you back rock with another episode of No More Timeouts. You fucking with your boy Roche and JJ. You know we here to spill the tea, no sugar. What's, what's good with you, boy? How you been? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Uh, probably a lot better than y'all in the weather you dealing with. Right <laughs> it's crazy out here, man. Uh, yeah, if you, if you guys don't know, LA is is going through some some wild times with this weather. Uh, today we had an earthquake, which was a 5.5, and then we also got Hurricane Hillary on top of that. So yeah, I'm in the house all weekend, bro. It's been uh, it's been cool to, to chill a little bit, not outside, but uh, yeah, it's. It's not looking good outside. Like LA County's been hit a little bit, but like outside, like a little bit farther out, you see a lot of flooding and it's uh Mother Nature's not playing with us right out here. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's 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 hella funny because you know, we're used to that up here. You know, when yeah. it when it rains when it rains it pours up here in the bay. And everybody I know that's from down there, whatever happens, it's like I swear I feel like they see snow for the first time. Yeah, like, I had a grocery store yesterday, like people was running around like, oh shoot, I might not be able to get outside for a week. Like they was buying stuff up. I'm like, come on, man. Like we, we all didn't, the toilet, we didn't was all the toilet yeah. paper like, gone like, off the shelves. Like, like COVID days again. Like relax, relax. <laughs> bro, that's the shit I be talking about, bro. It, it's it's hella funny because like Every, it's, every everywhere's kind of different though like even us up here like i can say down there maybe it's a little hotter sometimes you know what i'm saying so up here when it's hella hot we over here all freaking out people down there just be acting like it's nothing you know what i'm saying yeah. so i guess it's just where you're at we you know with the weather you're used to but i still think it's just hilarious how fucking nuts they're going like you know where i work at you know we cancel hella flights you know what i'm saying yeah. southwest over here going crazy but it pitted for a storm that's gonna be over tomorrow so tomorrow. it's like yeah. we'll, we'll be good tomorrow uh, but yeah man in the meantime i'm in the house so uh might as well pod man so let's let's, let's get started man first first thing i wanted to talk about with you is uh the wildness of college football and just NCAA in general. Um, you know, the realignments are crazy. Uh, uh, rivalries is pretty much out the window. Uh, yeah. This is going to be the last season of the Pac-12 of what we know of it. Um, you know, USC, UCLA is going to head to the Big Ten. Arizona, Colorado is headed to the Big 12. Uh, it's just crazy, man. You know, uh, a lot of the games that we grew up on, the, the rivalries is... is pretty much done after this year what's your thoughts i think it's just it's kind of nuts how everybody's running out of the pack 12 like why why the pack 12 like we was actually always decent our conference was always decent every time you won our conference you was in the conversation for something if you ran the table over here you had a chance of being in a natty you know what i'm saying like i don't understand why they're all running out of here maybe it could be something with the actual you know uh conference like how they handle business because remember most of these divisions pac 12 pac 12 i mean pac 12 uh big 10 big 12 sec acc they all have their own like commissions and their own like uh, uh head of the departments you know so maybe the dude that's running the pac 12 is not doing something he's supposed to i uh, really couldn't tell you what it is but it sucks um but i have heard that there's a chance they might be um colliding with the mountain west conference so like to bring all those teams in and then do it like that which would be cool because at the end of the day we grew up on the back 12 back 12 has always been successful back in the day like people can't sit here in front and act like for a certain point the pac 12 wasn't running the league and uh running college so it's like just to see it gets this mantle like this is nuts and i think it's just crazy that it's like bro like is it really that serious like 
do you think going to a different division is really going to help you that much? Like, it, I think at the end of the day, if your team is good, your team is good. If your team is ass, your team is ass. Like, that's just kind of where it is. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think they're treating them like professional athletes now. Like, the travel is going to yeah. be crazy, you know? Just imagine. Like, I even saw a tweet from, I think it was like a softball player from Oregon, you know, saying she picked Oregon because she wanted people to go to her, her family, to go to her games. And she's yeah. not going to be able to have her family if she has most of her games on the East Coast, you know. Yeah. So that was the reason why she chose Oregon. But, yeah, it's, it's all about money at the end of the day. You know what it is. Like, that's that's what runs it. I do think what they should do is maybe have, like, a, a president, kind of like a Roger Goodell kind of person, you know, to just, yeah. like, oversee all his college, college football instead of one conference at a time. And maybe that will fix it. But I, I like rivalries, man. I'm definitely going to miss, you know, some of the rivalry games that we all grew up on. I definitely think that, like, I think if there's one thing about, I would say, about college football, maybe it'll do to help them is kind of do what the NFL does, just have two, you know, that yeah. AFC and NFC, like, East versus West, you know what I'm saying? And because at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, not every team is going to be that good, but it also gives the teams that aren't as good a chance to get to those positions because what if they are in the West and they run the table in the West and, you know, have a chance to get up there and beat some people that they're not supposed to play and, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, of course, it sucks because there's so many college teams. Like, there's there's just so many. So I get that's why they do it. There's just so many colleges. There's only so. But at the end of the day, I don't get paid for that. So I don't know. But, yeah. you know, I, I do think that they got to figure something out. And I also feel like jumping these conferences, like doing it, making them jumble so much, just up and leaving. I feel like like there's no there's no penalty for it. So these schools are just like, well, who's going to pay us the most money to be in these TA yeah, in these TV contracts? And I think another reason why they're doing this is because they're losing they're losing out on money because these kids are getting NIL deals now. So all the profits and all the money that's usually going to the colleges are now going to the kids. So I think now the colleges are like, well, we got to find another way to make money and making a super conference is probably the best idea for them. So well, I'm always going to take, take the side of the student athlete, like regardless of, what, of how they feel, like I'm always going to take their side. They've been uh, yeah. profiting so much off of these kids for so long and they're finally getting their own money. Like, nah, bro, yeah. like it's crazy how they're treating them like professional athletes now that they figured out how to get money there on their own like it's crazy pretty ridiculous yeah. um but we got to talk about the the johnny manziel uh documentary that just came out on, on netflix man he's one of the one of the biggest legends in college football history um he dropped the doc um and it was it was actually really good man i, I want to hear what your thoughts are um for me uh though like i, I it was cool because we grew up in this. Like we saw this, this wasn't that long ago. Right. Yeah. Um, and to see how the rise of him and, and just the downfall all come into oh, play yeah. on that documentary. Uh, what, what'd you think of it? All right. But let me ask you this one question right quick. Did it yeah. give you a little more respect for him after? You know I, what? It, I, it actually did. Like him and his friend were moving like some bosses. I'm not going to lie. They was moving that was, like, like was some militant, thing. you know, like <laughs> yeah. everybody thought, he came from money. Like, that's what they put out yeah. there. And he had everybody, Skip Bayless, all these guys saying, oh, yeah, he just got money. Like, he comes from, like, oil in, in, his, yeah. in his family. And really, yeah. his boys just made that whole thing up to cover yeah. for him. And his boy was, was smart him. as fuck. I, was I don't care what Eddie, yeah, I don't care what nobody said. His boy was smart as fuck. And honestly, I feel bad for his boy that that agent kind of convinced Johnny to drop his boy. And, you know, yeah. kind of, like, I think his boy would have been more beneficial in his career and maybe saving it a little more. Um, 
so I did gain respect for him in it, but I did, of course, lose respect seeing that he wasn't he didn't even try to prepare for the NFL. Like after everything you went through, all the hoops you jumped through to get to the league and all the hype that you did have, all the talent that you had that you didn't even try to refine it a little bit. Like, you know, what I'm saying just like tried a little bit, because I feel like if he would have just put in a little effort, bro, like a little bit of effort, I really think that. He 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 could have been something, you know what I'm saying? Something better than what he he put out. At least finished out that rookie contract, you know, like give it a fair shot. Yeah, I, I think the city that he got drafted to also, like I, I just think he's he's a Texas kid. Like I know he probably wanted to, I, I remember in the doc, the Cowboys were on the clock and he really wanted to go yeah. to the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and this is something people are, are, are missing in the doc. They actually took Zach Martin, <laughs> which is Zach Martin just – got his uh his new contract which is one of the best linemen still in today's game they took him over johnny manzel and all the fans were upset yeah. in the dock. i was trying to i was trying to tell people that like like y'all realize y'all draft like one of the best linemen in y'all career over the kids so yeah. you can't be mad i would definitely say maybe houston was the team that went they yeah. should have took them yeah yeah um, or even uh, the Jaguars when they took Blake Bortles, bro. Like, like it might have been different. I just think Cleveland wasn't the uh, best situation for him. Me um, either. But let's be honest, Cleveland, Cleveland kind of has became that new where careers go to die team, because uh, they haven't really been that good. And every time they turn around and they're good, and they turn around and they're, they're shitty again the next year. Like, there's been no consistency there. Even even with like now that they have the same coach, like the team can't be consistent. I can't even tell you what it is. Like honestly, like it, it's it sucks. It's like kind of one of those cities that's always gonna be uh, coming up short. Like a la us, the Raiders. You know, like I feel like sometimes <laughs> we're in the same boat. You know, like yeah. and if you notice, like the teams that were good back in the day aren't the teams that are good now. Like us, them. Uh, like oh, fuck. I'm trying to think like who else. There's a lot of teams that back in the day that were good and just they're just, they're just not the same. Their organization not the same no more. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think. Well, for for me, I, I feel like I don't think he really cared about the NFL at the end of the day. Like he lived his his, his the superstar life as a college kid. Like at, at 22, he did. He was hanging out with Drake. Like he was doing things that nobody else was doing. He won the he won the Heisman as a freshman. Like, hey, had his. Had this thing of Drake called him his bestie in interviews and shit, bro. Like, remember the draft day song? Like, yeah. come on, man. I, and and actually, Drake posted on his his Instagram uh, recently. He's like, man, they should have called me for that documentary. He's like, I would have yeah. loved to talk about what what really happened. He's like, but maybe those stories, you know, shouldn't be told. <laughs> shouldn't be told. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I just feel like he he lived his life like he didn't really care about the NFL at the end of the day. Yeah, I, and I, I I agree, uh, and 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 that's just sad to see for how successful his high school career was, how successful yeah. he was in college, and how you know the funny shit to me, bro. I never, I, like, I always thought I was like he's not that good. Like I, that's what I had thought. You know what I'm saying? What, like what I was, was always do? like, yeah, like yeah. QB draws. Like he wasn't faster than everybody else. Like no, what was he gonna do? Was it? But but I, but I did know from watching his from watching it and kind of recapping it, I did know one thing. He had the dog in him. He yeah. fought. When he was in the game, when the game was on the line, he he fought. And he he really, really, you know, he wanted to win. But he was one of those kids that it, it's only when the game is on. You know what I'm saying? Only when it's game time. Other than that, I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when, it, when the game's on the line, I'm there. But if it ain't, I don't care. 
yo, yeah. I just don't like. Give me, give me, give me a bottle and two women, and I'll I'll be more happy than over here going to practice. But yeah, but but you honestly, I think that's also like you kind of got to blame the media for that. You know what I'm saying? Like what they did to him, how they portrayed him, blew him up, and then he kind of didn't help either. But it just all just came fast and as a kid at that age uh not knowing much and you know the personality he had i think it was just too much for him i think i think honestly giving him the heisman as a freshman just fucked him up like (laughs) how would you act if you got the heisman as a freshman bro like come on like i I put myself in that situation i'm like yeah i don't don't know if i would have handled it well either bro i be that's the thing i can't be either so that, yeah. that's the reason why I couldn't blame him, but I also feel like at the end of the day, there was nobody really getting to him to tell him yeah. that he needed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the one thing about, I would say, like, for me and you, if that we were got in that position, I know some people that would come and check me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and I know I have the head on my shoulders to listen, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I would have been doing some of the shit he was doing. Because, <laughs> that boy's bro, in Miami one week, Vegas bro, the next. That man was living. Bro, he was living. Hey, it, it, I would have did it all. It lived it up. Because at the end of the day, you only get one life, and you got to enjoy it to how you want to enjoy it. And if that was his choice to how he enjoyed it, then, hey, like, who are we to sit here and judge him for that was how he decided to enjoy his life and spend yeah. his time. So, um, But the documentary was nuts. I would definitely say it was crazy to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes shit. And then I honestly think it was kind of crazy to see his dynamic with his family. Like his mm. dad and his mom, you know what I'm saying? Like his dad couldn't control him either. Like I'm gonna be real with you. If that was my son, <laughs> well, we fight. <laughs> he was he was we just fight. so far gone at that point. Like he, yeah. his dad was just like, "Hey, bro, like go figure yeah. it out for yourself." Like I, I yeah. you, I know what's about to happen, but you got to figure it out for yourself, basically. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. I would do the same shit, but me, and my yeah. son, is still fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 Yo, you you fucked up. I, I look at the end of the day. Let's be honest. Every every parent that has a kid that is successful, you in in a sense will live vicariously through them if you didn't get a chance for it. And me and my, if I was his dad, I was like, man, you fucked up everything. Me, dog, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like I was ready to kick my feet up and not to worry about a goddamn thing. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, son. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the two three year run that he had, man, as a as a as a as a college kid. Uh, I mean, it's. It's legendary. So he's going to go down as definitely one of the greatest of all time. But if you guys haven't watched the doc, definitely go check out the Johnny Football Untold on, on Netflix. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You Right quick before we move on from it, do you think it was crazy how Mike Evans wasn't in at all? Like, they really didn't talk about him at, or anything to do with I him. I mean, I know. I know that. I know he wasn't no angel, bro. Come on, bro. He signed the, he signed the cash cash money. Uh, was it cash money a- athletics? <laughs> like, yeah. My man was, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's also he may have decided to remove himself because he could have said some shit that could have turned yeah. out and gave him trouble because he, he's in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? And I think he, I think they're still cool. Like, I saw when they had the little uh, reunion, he was there too, you know? Yeah. So I think they're still cool. But, yeah, it was interesting. Like, that was your star receiver. He's one of the yeah. best receivers in the NFL, and he didn't say one word in the whole doc. Like, that is – one. That is weird. Not one thing. But that's that's probably by design. He probably was like, nah, don't don't interview me. Don't interview me. Yeah. For that. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to have to tell the truth. Like <laughs> for real. What he's really that. doing. Yeah, yeah, like he was drunk before the games. Like we had to, you know what I mean? Like that's probably really what it was. See, I low key feel like he said we was drunk before the games. <laughs> he was, <laughs> you know he was probably like, here too. He was probably yeah, right there with sure. him. So yeah. For sure. Um oh, man. so yeah, uh definitely go check out that doc. 
uh, if you guys haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, so NFL camp news, we, we're, we're getting basically the middle of preseason now. Um, you know, a lot of the running backs are starting to get signed that we've seen. Uh, the big one, Dalvin Cook, signed with the, with the Jets. Um, you yeah. know, to, to start with that one, man, I mean, with Brees Hall coming off an ACL injury and to have Dalvin Cook there, obviously he has injury issues also. But, man, the Jets, bro. The Jets are, and, and I want to see what you think, but are they looking like those those first-year Tom Brady Bucks? Is that what they're looking like? You want to know something? It's exact the same situation when Tom came in. Yeah. Uh, Tom came in. Uh, he bring in who he wanted because I think that – you know, did, did he bring in A.B. that year or was it the next year? I think it was the next year, right? Uh, no, no, they, no, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they won a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he bring in A.B. Leonard Look, Fortnite. I think about it. He bring in A.B., Aaron Rodgers brings over Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Yeah. Uh, they went out. They had a running back at the time, which was – it wasn't Ricardo. It was uh, Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald uh, Jones. And he was good. And then he turns around and makes him sign Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, and then uh, they had a tight end, Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard, makes him bring in Gronk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it literally it's, – it's panning out the same way. But I honestly am going to say this with full confidence. I don't think it's going to work out the same. I, I, I agree, but go ahead. You yeah, tell me why. Yeah. I, well, it's just because like, I just think the I, I think the Jets as a whole, um, their team, they're good. But I just don't think they're, they're completely there. Their defense was good, but they weren't the best. Um, uh, maybe they did make some upgrades this year, but let's see what happens. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is still amazing, but he's he's shown – throughout the years of playing the Niners, how they beat him over and over, like a lot of the teams that have beat him when it comes to these big games, that he has a vulnerability some, some ways, and some people have learned to exploit it. Um, but I will say I will say this. I won't be surprised if they don't win it. Uh, I won't be surprised if they don't win it. I will be surprised if they win it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they make it, then okay, yeah, all right, I'll give it to them. But if they, if they don't make it, I won't be 100% surprised. But if they make it, I'll be like, okay, you drove me wrong, you know? But yeah. because I'm a big, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers dude. I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. I've always thought he's been the greatest, greatest, one of the greatest. But I think right now, uh, I think right now the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, even I'll say the Niners, the Eagles. I kind of feel like their teams as a whole is just on a whole nother level right now. And I feel like to get past any of them is going to be hella hard. And he got to play the Bills twice a year. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Yeah, I would, I would take if, if we put it like that. I would say I would take the whole AFC over the Jets. Yeah. Like I would just say I would I would put money that somebody outside of the Jets would make it before them. I just think their offensive line isn't isn't good either. Like I mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I've I've heard some some stuff coming out of camp that he's been getting they've been getting lit up. <laughs> I forget who Humble. they had who they had uh practice with this week. Uh but yeah they were saying it didn't look good for that offensive line. So hey, humbling that ass bro. Yeah he might but, be running uh, for life. <laughs> Even so on that uh there's some other like uh, camp battles and camp things I want to touch on. Uh, so we definitely want to. I want to touch a little bit on the CJ Stroud and Davis Mills battle. Um, okay. Stroud Stroud definitely did play this last week. Uh, a lot of the game, he actually he looked uh, he looked better. Um, I would just say better. I won't say good because I still see like I I still see a very timid kid back there. Um, I still see somebody that has a lot to learn. Um, but I I think and it's crazy because Davis Mills is coming in after he's done it. He is cooking. 
it's fucking nuts, bro. Like the first game, Davis Mills came in wheeling. Uh, CJ Stroud did good, but I just want to I want to get your take on who who who. What do you think is best for CJ? Do you think starting off the season right away to get in the game and get reps, or do you really think he should at least sit down a couple games and watch? Yeah, I, I look at it. I look at it. Davis Mills. I think you know what you're going to get from him already. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it, it would have been nice to have maybe like a a bigger vet, not, not somebody, uh, another veteran that yeah. could show him, you know, the ropes a little bit. Like there's a name that I always would like to see on it, like Tyrod Taylor. Like if they would have had somebody like that just to kind of show him, uh, like, all right, like this is, you're not the future, but just mm-hmm. show me how to be a uh, NFL quarterback for a couple of weeks. But yeah. he doesn't have that. So I would say start him from week one. Just like Anthony yeah. Richardson, they already named him starter for week one. Like I would, I'd rather just go with CJ from the beginning and let him take his lumps from the, from the job. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with that. Just because, like you said, there's not a veteran ahead of him that really can teach him too much, and maybe yeah. just reps will teach him. Uh, yeah. But I I also know that it's gonna suck for D'Amico because he sold a lot to get both of the players that he wanted. And, you know, he's going to be scrutinized for it, even though we we as a some real football fans, real football people, real people that really know the sport, understand that there's no every single quarterback that's been great in the league, maybe besides Patrick Mahomes, because he was already sitting down for a while. Most of them, they, their first years were, were bad. Josh Allen's first year was bad. Jalen Hurts first year wasn't that good. Uh, like uh, who, who else? Lamar Jackson's first year was decent. Um, even like Patrick Mahomes first year, like even though he went and won it, but when he first got in, he was you know wasn't the best. So I just think like it's 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 definitely one of those things where he has the potential, but I really just hope I, I hope the situation works out, even for the Texans because I ever since Deshaun Watson left, I really didn't know what they were gonna nasty do. nasty yeah. work. <laughs> I got, I got, so, you know, I got a lot of family in Houston, and one of my yeah. cousins, Corey, is a diehard Texans fan. Um, so yeah. I, I definitely be paying attention to what, what's going on with the Texans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they're still, they still are a little hurt over the Deshaun yeah. stuff. So. Um. So also in camp, uh, a couple of things I want to uh, touch on: uh, the Pittsburgh running back controversy. Uh, I don't know if you got mm. a chance to watch that uh, game yesterday. Uh, they played. They faced off against the Bills yesterday. Uh, they both ran their first team offenses and defenses for about. Uh, the Steelers only did their first team offense for two drives, but that's because they came out and scored two touchdowns very fast. Go sit uh, down. And, you, you did yeah, your work. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And but the um, the other the Bills played their first team defense for like first quarter, first uh, first team offense for like the whole first quarter too. Um, dude, the Steelers was looking good. Like I definitely yeah. can say. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was looking nice. Um, George Pickett was looking good. Uh, Najee was looking okay, but Jalen Warren got some pop, boy. And that's the battle right now in camp between Jalen Warren and Najee Harris right now. It's a big, 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 big battle in camp. And you know, Najee, you know, we love Najee. He's a Bay boy, um, yeah. and I definitely think that he's good. Um, but that boy Jalen Warren is a beast. So um, I just, you know, wonder. Get your your tidbits on who what, what do you what do you think of that? Like, what do you think to hear that Najee in his I think it's what his third year I want to say or maybe yeah, fourth it is. Year, third, year, third year he's already about to lose his job. Like, yeah, Najee, I, I don't know. I, I think they thought they were getting like uh, Derrick Henry type, where he's going to be able to yeah. break a bunch of tackles, and he was uh, like a combo of like fast as well. Um, it, it just hasn't worked out. Um, 
I don't know. I still think there's a there's a spot for him. You know, I think they could share that backfield. I don't think Warren would be, you know, a 20 carry a game running yeah. back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Najee going down to, like, 8 to 10 carries a game. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Well, see, my thing was, um, if you didn't notice, so you remember when Najee went to Alabama? Um, they also had um, Josh Jacobs and I want to say Harris at that time. Mm-hmm. Najee was like the third back. Yeah, and he I even said a lot of people. Real, yeah, yeah, yeah. People really didn't realize that Josh came in, took a lot shit ton of reps from him. Uh, Harris was bussing. They they were playing him a lot, um, and then Najee was there. Like, and they had drafted. They had not drafted, but they recruited him to be the man. I remember around here, everybody knew. You know what I'm saying? He was going to Bama. He was going to be the dude. But I guess he just didn't pan out. And I really just wonder what it is. Like, I watched him play. You know, he is. But I think it's more so. I think the thing with Najee to me is he's trying to play a little too physical and not enough finesse. What I've noticed. Um, and I know he has the finesse in his game. I think that might be the thing that's slipping. But it, it just it's I try to like I try to really think about that, especially, you know, this weekend, you know, doing my fantasy drafts, you know, just about that, how easy running backs aren't being valued and as soon as there's a shiny new toy, what's going on. But I also just had to remember, like at the end of the day, at a certain point in Najee's career, he wasn't the number one. And most of these running backs that are good right now in the NFL are great. I don't Nothing against the ones that have worked hard to get to where they're at. They were the number one since the day they stepped on their college campus, and there was no question about it. So I think that's, like, something that's kind of starting to come to fruition. But I also got to give him a little bit of credit because at the end of the day, uh, his first year, Big Ben, he did great. He did amazing. Second year, uh, you know, the next year when, when after that, when Kenny Pickett started taking over, he struggled, of course. You know, you're going to see eight in the box. They're, they're going to test that quarterback to throw. Um, I think this year is going to be a lot for him. Uh, it's a big year for him, kind of like Josh's year last year. So uh, I really hope he does good. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, like, you know, we love our Bay boys. So yeah, I'm we're really for Najee. He, the, the, yeah. the good thing about Najee is he he can catch, too, out the backfield. So um, right. if, he can, if he can take advantage in that side of it also, like, that's going to keep him on the field, too. So, yeah. you know, we definitely go for him. Uh, the, la- the last little thing I want to touch on on camp, there's a lot of camp news going out. You know, of course, yeah. you guys all know um, there's a lot of things that I definitely like to talk about. But um, uh, I want to talk about a situation I think nobody's really talking about, but everybody wants to know what's going to happen. Uh, the Buccaneers QB battle. Ooh. Uh, uh, Kyle Trask versus Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Bruh, I-, I-, I think Baker's about to lose this battle, bro. Like, I... I- I love Baker, bro. I loved him since he was in Oklahoma. I thought he was his talent, but I just feel like he was a. I feel like he was a. Let's see, a more willing to work version of the Johnny Manziel to us, but with, with who, who more so threw the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because he put the work in. Yeah, he put the work in, but it just never panned it out for him, which is crazy, which is really crazy, but. I think I don't know if it's for me is that he just keeps getting putting in put in bad situations or if he's just not not him, you know, like what what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would go with Kyle Trask. I feel like at this point we know what Baker Mayfield is and it's yeah. saying like we we're talking about with Davis Mills. Like we we know what he is already. So let's give somebody else a shot. Let's see what yeah. he can do. And, you know, if he if he doesn't work out, then, yeah, we still have Baker. We can still go with him. But, like, you know what you're going to get from him at that point. Like, you can start him at week six and still, yeah. you know, let him go the rest of the season. But I would go with Kyle Trask and see maybe, yeah. maybe you know, we throw him out there and he actually does does well, you know. 
Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would go with Kyle Trask. Yeah. I, I kind of, honestly, me, I'm, I'm actually more so leaning the Baker side just because if Tampa wants to kind of do anything, putting themselves in the best position to win is with Baker. Cause he has the experience, but I also would say I would start Baker with a short leash. I would start him with the because you know the Baker mistakes, and if you keep letting them happen, he's gonna keep making them. So I would just have a short leash on him, you know, like you know, like just at the end of the day, let him know, like, hey, look, you got the job, but don't fuck up. Are are they really trying to win this year? Are, we really, we really think like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this next draft. Is that is that what they're really trying to do? Come on, bro. Let's let's be honest here. Oh. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I, that's oh, one team. I, that's one team. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. I really don't know because, yeah. the, and the, but the main reason why I will say you're right with I don't think they are because they brought in Baker. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because exactly. yeah, because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't go after anybody else, and he is the only quarterback out there that's good enough to say that we're still trying to compete, but we ain't trying to compete. Yeah, you know? ne- so, never got an Aaron Rodgers deal. Never. I never heard anything about Derek Carr. Like the guys that were out there in the summer, like they never even were in the mix for it. Yeah. So that that makes me say, like, I don't, I don't know if they were even trying to trying to win this year. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the last one. I also wanted to talk to you about uh, the Commanders. Sam Howe. We we talked about him a little bit on fantasy football, but they said he's a mm-hmm. starter. Are we are we good with Sam Howe? Is is that I mean Jacoby Brissett? Like you said, we know what we got from Jacoby. Is 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 that good with you, Sam Howe? You want to know something, man? I don't even talk about Sam. I feel bad for Jacoby. Jacoby <laughs> has been the most consistent backup in the league probably right. over the past like five six years, and yeah. he's always been the person just holding on to the rope until the, the dude is ready. The other dude's ready to come grab it and take over the reins. He's always been the the you know uh, the safe bet. Uh, you can say, or or more so the hold 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 my purse, <laughs> you know, like hold, hold my purse. I'll be back for it, you know. Like yeah. he's always been that guy, and it yeah. it sucks because he actually did pretty good for the Browns before they bring in fucking Deshaun. He did better Deshaun, than Deshaun yeah. did. Deshaun yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and it's crazy, but I, I um, uh, honestly, I would say just in that situation, um. I think they got to go with the rook. They got to give the kid a chance. Sam Howe was good in college. Um, he definitely, you know, he was willing and dealing. He has, he, from what I've seen every game in college, he does have that dog. He's always yeah. willing to fight. He doesn't give up. And at the end of the day right now, the commanders need to find something. And they can't just keep, they, they're on the same thing that the freaking, uh, that Cleveland's on, this quarterback carousel that they keep dealing with. You know, yeah. like not being able to have a solid quarterback and it shows really bad for them. Um, for me, I, I really hope Sam Howe works out because you know I got scared Terry on one of my legs. Yeah, you know I mean, but I, I also do. Terry, man. I love him. Hey, he, he, solid. But I, but I also hope it works out because I really think honestly, if Sam Howe don't work out, um, and they're not in the running for a, one of the top quarterbacks coming in this next year, yeah, that that team, that team's gonna have to kind of blow up. I think Terry's gonna have to go somewhere else to get what he needs. I could see Chase Young asking for out. I can see Deron Payne ask for. I can see the whole team asking to be traded to go try to win something because they're fucking talented. Like, let's be honest, they got talent over there. Their defense yeah. is one of the best, and yeah. they like they're they're top ten defensively. Yeah. 
And they declined Good. Chase Young's option, his fifth year option. So he ain't been healthy in what? I know, years. I know. So I'm. It's gonna be interesting. This is a this is a big year for them. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's a lot of a lot of camp news. Um, but I'm I'm glad we're starting to get to it. It's it's, it's yeah. Final week three coming up next week, so I'm I'm finally ready to uh, get ready to it. Josh Jacobs, we're waiting for you, brother. We're still waiting on yes. you. Yes, baby, please. <laughs> hey, even, even though I didn't keep you in my league because I didn't know what you was doing, it is funny. I did a draft last night, and I literally, literally the whole after I was done, I was kicking myself. I should just kept him, bro. It was a keeper league. I was thinking, I was like, I know he's gonna play. I should have kept him. Would have been a solid keeper. But I just couldn't do it, bro. I, I just, I just have vivid memories of Le'Veon Bell flashing oh in the back. Of my don't, say I, don't say that. I would be sick. Please I don't, don't want to say it, but I also, I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself. So uh, <laughs> if that happens, I'm. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Raider preview show coming up soon. We'll definitely de- uh, dig into that a little bit more. Um, yes. But flipping flipping to uh, to basketball, um, NBA Hall of Fame was last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Some really solid people from our from our childhood was uh, made it. I'm going to read the, the full list. Um, but Gene Best, Gary Blair, Paul Gasol, Becky Hammond, David Hickson, Gene Keedy, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Greg Pop, Jim Valvano, D Wade, and the '76 U.S. Olympics uh, women's team. Yes. Uh, did you get it? Did you see any clips from from the ceremony? Uh, and talk to me about anybody on this list you want to, man. Um, so the only clip, of course, that I had a chance to see, I, I'm just super busy at work, was the Dwayne Wade one because that's, of course, what's going around. And Dwayne Wade is our version of, I would say, Dwayne Wade to me is our version of growing up, kind of like, uh, I want to say, a T Mac, but with more rings, you know, more accomplishments. Um, you know, the person who, if the injuries didn't plague and things didn't happen, had a, had potential to be one of the greatest players to play the game. Um, and it was good to see him, the humility of him and, like, how he is. I've, I've always felt like Dwayne Wade's been a stand-up dude. He's probably one of the most stand-up dudes coming out, out of the NBA that I, I've ever had a witness, to be a witness. And it was good for him to, A, have AI introduce him. I know how much that meant to him and uh, how he – propped up AI and gave AI respect because a lot of these players do not give AI the respect and a lot of these players do the half the shit they do Preach. because of AI. You know Preach. what I'm saying? And and it's sickening that they all first thing is Jordan by Magic Johnson and RIP Kobe, I love it too. But if you can sit here as a authentic Cooper growing up in our day and age and tell me to my face that AI did not influence your game, your style, your swag, how you held yourself on the court and everything, then you're bullshitting. And you're also lying to yourself or you actually weren't just really a hooper. Like, let's just be honest at that point. Um, Because AI was special and he definitely gave him the big ups and I loved it. Um, I also really loved how he definitely the props he gave to his father, um, the love he gave to his father. Like a lot of these NBA dudes, when they win their MVP, it always goes to their mom. And, you know, shout out to all the moms out there. You know, moms, you make us men. But at the end of the day, uh, the, the fathers in our life definitely are the people who mold us into what we should be. And I, I feel like he gave his dad that props and I loved it. Um, Looked like his brother, though, right? Didn't he? Didn't they look like brothers? Twins, yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy as shit. Look like it. Look like his older brother, but like five years, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. 
but um, uh, also on this list, um, I definitely want to talk about Becky Hammond. Um, do women's basketball, Becky Hammond, man. If you you don't know who Becky Hammond is, you don't know who. Uh, definitely, definitely well deserved. Um, I feel like some of the women's basketball players kind of they not so much so get overlooked, but it takes longer for them to get into the Hall of Fame because I think women's basketball back in the day wasn't as big as it is now. Um, but you know, I grew up knowing who that was, and I was mainly barely you know really in the hoop. So not knowing Becky Hammond's a great thing. Uh, Dirk and Tony, um, like man, two of the greatest overseas players that we've ever seen in our our lifetime. Uh, but the main thing about this list for me, bro, it's, dude, these are just, this is our generation of players that yeah. we grew up watching, bro. Like, is it, it's coming to an end, bro. <laughs> like, you it's ever realize that? LeBron is really the last one of, like, our, you know, as a kid that that's still yeah. hanging on. You know, all the yeah. rest of you guys are, are out of here, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, dude, that's nuts, bro. It's nuts to see. It's, yeah. it's I never thought I'd be, because, you know, when you used to talk to your older uncle's friends, all those people when you grew up, uh, they would always talk about, oh, I don't know nothing about these young cats. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about that. Now that's how I, I, I feel like I'm becoming one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and, and they're already saying, like, the guys that are in the NBA now are, like, the greatest of all time. And and I remember, you know, my my dad's generation was always like, like, you you don't know. Like, maybe Walt Clyde Frazier was better than these guys. Yeah. Like, we, we never respected it. It's like, nah, whatever we yeah. see in our face now is is the best, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything you said, man, I, I completely agree. Iverson's my goat. You know, uh, everybody knows that. That was, you know, I I would wore, I wore his jersey once a week to school in middle school. Like I, I would have got only the strong survive tatted on me at thirteen if my mom would let. Like that's how deep I was into that. I was all the way an Iverson guy. And back then, you had to choose. It was either Iverson yeah. or Kobe. Like there was no, or yeah. sometimes it was T Mac. But like I was. Yeah, it was, but there was like you had to choose back then. So I was an Iverson guy all the way. All right, so everything you said about him, I'm glad D Wade gave him his flowers. But I got to talk about Dirk, man, because Dirk for me, I feel like he has a big influence on today's game. Also, you know, like just yep. the, the the big man that can shoot and yep. his shot is iconic. That one leg step step back. You know, like obviously KD took it over and he's made it his own, but there's so many people that's been influenced, especially the big man that can shoot. Um, so I got to give him, like, I, I will give him the best. I'll, I'll I'll give it to him now, but Giannis is coming for it, but he's the best European player ever. Oh, I'll give it yeah. to him right now. Giannis is obviously coming for him, but for for now, Dirk is that is number one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would. Def- I have nothing but to agree with that. Uh, Dirk yeah. is definitely. Uh, I just remember the Dirk and Nash combo when, when it first started. Like, yeah. bro, that was fucking crazy, bro. Like, just to watch these two white boys long hair running around here, jacking up hella threes, making these look crazy. I loved it. Uh, but Dirk, like, dude, one thing I love about Dirk is that he, I, I want to say he's the first person to come into the league knowing that he wasn't a banger and perfected his game from outside and other ways and affected it like amazingly you know what i'm saying was always in contention was always there you know always his team didn't make me always win it but he was always doing his thing and he really he he owned his craft like that one leg jumper is not hard you know what i'm saying he figured out every way that he can score the basketball and he got it done and yeah. he kept getting it done and he stuck around in the league for a long time and i think people yeah. kind of fail to realize that and it does suck 
he came up in in eras between a bunch of greats. Uh, you know, he was in the Kobe era and the LeBron era. A yeah, lot of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and even the even the start of us because he was still playing when we were around, so it it just all like it, it was one of those things where that one ring he got that was probably the only ring he had a really a straight chance of getting. Yeah, and, but I also I got to give him credit, man, because he was I mean the MVP year that he won it that was the year we believe knocked him out the yeah. playoffs, right? So an AC comes out that really could have ruined his career. So for him to come back. After losing to an AC and everybody's trashing you, to be able to yeah. come back a couple years and get a ring, bro, I got to give him all the credit because yeah. that really, seriously, could have ruined his career. And yeah. losing to an hey, AC, but we like, believe was special, bro. They were special. Nobody, they, can, no, nobody was, can deny that. They, bro. they were trying to punk him, bro. Like they was, yeah. they was really trying to punk him. And he, I think he learned a lot from that series to take him, yeah. you know, the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I would definitely say, like how you said that. The, the whole thing was trying to punk him is true because he ran up against LeBron after that. And that was when uh, LeBron and, and D Wade were doing the whole trolling thing, uh, you know, back in the day and look what happened. You know what I'm saying? So he knew how yeah. to deal with it. But I would say, I'll just say this, like, I'm going to just be honest with you, man. All we believe team was special. Um, I knew ultimately there was going to be a team to dethrone us. I didn't think it was going to be the next round. Uh, I honestly I thought we were going to get jazz. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we was I thought we was for the roll there, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I thought I honestly thought it was gonna be either in the West Conference Finals or even close to the finals. But you know, of course, it would be hard to win it. Um, but that we believe team was special. We were on a run when we played them. I think like we were we were we were like in a whole other realm. And I think that's at the end of the day that team our our stylistically we matched up good enough to beat them. You know, like we were their kryptonite. We we. We were good at positions that they lacked defensively. We were good at positions defensively that they we could stop them offensively. So I think it was just kind of that, and, and that perfect I think matchup. that yeah, it was it was a perfect matchup. But yeah. you know, uh, I definitely feel that I'm. I one thing I will also respect about Dirk was his loyalty. Um, I know he had plenty of opportunity to leave and go chase a ring, and he never did it. He stuck around, won it with them, and he was stuck around after. And just stayed there. And I just really wish a lot of these players now in the NBA and in the league would just also model after him. You know, really, really look at that and see that loyalty and longevity is uh, more beneficial than you might think. You know, so. Yeah, so congratulations to everybody on this list, man. Again, there's a, there's a lot of people that we have. Uh, we grew up watching, so it's it's crazy to see. Uh, and yeah, we'll see we'll see who gets in next year. Um, but let's get back to football, man. There's uh, obviously you know we there's some games going on, but uh, I think it would be a good time to just kind of flash back and you know give you like a top three maybe uh, that we've been thinking about NFL comebacks ever. Um, so I, I want I want you to start. Uh, what's your what's your number three top NFL uh, game comebacks? Okay, um, we'll go number three. Honestly, I'm going to start it off with this one just because uh, number three for me is literally every game the Raiders were in last year when we were up and we lost. That is my three. This is just because it was so heart-wrenching to deal with this last season constantly. And it's crazy because a lot of people are like, well, that's not really a comeback. I know I'm going to get it, but I'm just saying, like, bro, we were up 20 to zero on the Cardinals and going into the halftime. 
and we lost that game twenty nine to three. Oh Bruh, I, 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 <laughs> I like. I, I remember that. I, I think I almost broke my phone that day. I, I think I also went off on my boy because he was talking bad shit, and I was hot. Like, it just to watch Kyler's little ass scurry around. Yeah. On that one, that last play right there, just run his little happy feet as around in fucking circles, bro. And then just turn, bro. I, I was, he looked I, like he was moving in a different speed. Like we were in, bro. <laughs> it, it was like, it was like watching, you know, when you see those things where they, uh, they replay something, the USPH replay, the not yeah. top 10 plays, and they would speed it up and they play that music that, like, bro, that, that, that. What I, that's what I seen, um, and it was it's just it was just it's just sickening. Honestly, even just as a Raider fan, not being able to hold leads because of our defense and not being able to hold lead because our offense gets stagnant, it it just got it, it was just so sad. And that game that game literally was the night the it was, that was a knife in the back for me because that was actually the game was supposed to start our winning streak that we needed to get to where we needed to get to, and we couldn't even win that goddamn game. And it was like, bro, the Cardinals were fucking ass last year, bro. Like, I don't even care how if Kyler Murray was there, what at where was going on? They were fucking cheeks. Like, let's be honest, bro. Couldn't even beat them after we having a lead. Like, we literally scored three points in the second fucking half. <laughs> we yeah, scored man. Six, sixteen unanswered points in the fourth, bro. You mean yeah, no. we can't get a field goal? Yeah, I, I think we would expect it. Like, obviously, we was. We was beating the Chiefs in the first half on Monday Night Football. But, like, it's the Chiefs. Like, I think we all knew, like, they're going to make a comeback at some point in this game. But to the Cardinals game, like, yeah, that one, that was sick. That was sick. So, I I completely agree. The Chiefs game, I wasn't surprised. But I also was mad because at the end of the day, we had the lead. And at the end of the day, we we, – Whatever we whatever we were doing in the beginning, we should have kept doing because we sit here – let's sit here and be honest and not – let's be honest and tell the truth. The Chiefs defense really ain't that good. Like they're good, but they ain't that good to the point where we we let that whole thing happen. And then seeing it on the little quarterback thing on Netflix with Mahomes uh, talking all that shit, like now, like I'm now I'm even more mad. But yes, you're you're right. That car the Cardinals one hurt the worst, but the rest of them were just every single one was just ridiculous. I remember we even got to the point. I, like I can't remember what game we were up. Oh, we were up another. I can't remember what game exactly we were up, but I turned around and said we about to lose, motherfucker, too. We get up ten points. You can't even be excited. It's just like yeah. I can't. I can't more, even. I can't even be comfortable. You. You more worried. You more worried. Uh, the thing, crazy thing. I'm more worried up ten than I am down ten. It yeah, it's like okay, what, what's about to happen? That's that's kind of how yeah. you watch the games last year. Yeah. Um, like the Colts right. game. Colts game. Come on, bro. Come on. Why are we? Why are we doing yeah. this? Why are we doing that, this? That, just know that game cost me five beds. Oh my god. Uh, all right, let me give you my number three. I'm, I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to last year also, because um, the Chargers, you know what, they have all the talent in the world, and for some reason they just can't figure it out. And I love it, to be honest, <laughs> that they can't figure it out. They got one of the best quarterbacks. They got they got all these names on offense. They got all these names on defense, and they can't figure it out. And I love it, honestly. Um, so last year. They're winning, I think, 27-3 versus the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, it's his first playoff game. Jags ain't been in the playoffs. They they really have no history, really, in the playoffs. They've had a couple yeah. good teams in their, in their time since they've been around, but there's no way they lose to that game, 31-30. to 30. 
to the to the Jaguars. Um, just watching that second half, I was like, "Wait, wait, are y'all really about to lose this game? No way, like, y'all not really about to do this." And then they did it, and I was like, "This is this is the Chargers, and I love it." I, I anybody in our division that wants to that wants to mess up like this, I'm here for it. I, I love it every single time. So that that comeback that the Jags had last year. Um, I think that's going to springboard them actually to have a really good season this year. I think that gave them a lot of confidence, but yeah, any, anytime the Chargers want to uh, mess up like that, I'm here for it. So that's, that's my number three. Just to touch on that game. I, I actually called that shit, bro. When they were up, and they were going to halftime. I told my boy, I was like, bro, I, I, I feel like they're, the, I feel like the Jaguars are giving them the game. The Chargers aren't winning the game. I, I really felt like it, there's going to be a comeback because just, just because of knowing how the Chargers were, they're always skeptical to give up hella shit, and then they're also skeptical to make hella stupid ass mistakes. Like, like, like uh, the year prior when they played the Chiefs in that one game where they all kept going for two over and over and over, and they fucked yeah. up. And then also that same year prior when they could have went to the playoffs if that fucking coach wasn't a dumbass and didn't call a timeout for no goddamn reason when we were about to kneel the ball out and turn around and lost it for the, you know his whole team. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like they always make questionable decisions in clutch time that always turns around. I love so them. I, lo- I love that they're in our division. Respectfully, yeah. like I-, I respect how much talent they got, but yeah, they always they always do appreciate something. y'all. Yeah, we appreciate y'all seriously. <laughs> Um, but again, we're not we're not going to touch on all of the NFL comebacks. Obviously, there's some ones that we're probably not going to miss. I just want to pause yeah. for a second because there's some ones from 1975. Like I like I I know we're not touching on all those. Respectfully, these are just some yeah. recent ones that we wanted to talk about. Yes, definitely to all the big football fans out there. You trust me. There's a lot we can talk about these all day. Uh, but we just want to you know definitely keep it on you know past couple of years is something that we noticed. But uh, into that, I will go on to my number two. Uh, so my number two actually was that game against the Colts and the and the Vikings. Mm. Uh when the Vikings came down, came back gotcha. from down 30. It yeah. was 30. That was probably the most insane shit I think I've ever seen. I, I thought it was over, bro. I like literally was like I was I was ready. I think I turned it off. Was it like a Thursday night off. game or like a Sunday night? A- I remember. I think I think it was a it was a primetime game. I want to say, or maybe it was like a Saturday or something. Like I never, it was towards the end of the season. Um, it, but yeah, it was. I think it was a Saturday. Saturday it was game. A Saturday game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember, remember it was. Yeah, go ahead. But, but bruh, that so that for me it was just crazy to watch because the Colts ain't supposed to do that regardless to the Vikings. They were so expected to win. Uh, it definitely poked a lot of holes in the Vikings' uh, defense, which everybody already knew what was there. But I think it also just showed how elite that offense could be. And if they just got a defense behind them, like, man, they would definitely be in it to win it. And how great Justin Jefferson is, bro. Like, they were getting smoked. Uh, even Dalvin was cooking. Like, they was doing it all. Kirk Cousins, I love – and I, honestly, I think that's what makes me love Kirk Cousins the most. He got so much grit in him, so much dog in him. He could have gave up on that. He could have just turned around and, like, I'm just going to hand the ball off. I don't want to get hurt. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, the, the, the Colts knew that all they was doing pass. They could have just pinned their ears back the whole game and just do it. But just watching that comeback, it made me love – that's why I love football so much because you never know what you're going to get every Sunday. 
Um, but also it, it was just one of those things just to see the greatness of literally, I would definitely just say three people like Jefferson cook and cousins, uh, you know, come out. And I also think that it helps patent uh, cousins legacy. If he doesn't get a chance to win a Super Bowl or something like that, you know, it gives him more more things to put onto his legacy for when he does come up in the Hall of Fame conversations that, you know, he might have a chance, you know, yeah. just for things like that, you know, and, and I think that's, that was, it was amazing to see. And I, at the end of the day, man, I, I love football. And that was, that was an amazing comeback to watch. Like, and, and I remember after like the first two touchdowns, I, I, I remember, I can't remember who told me, cause I got a whole fantasy group chat. I think one of my boys, like, hey bro, turn the game back on. He was like, why? He's like, bro, it's 17 to 30. And I was like, you're lying. He's like, I swear to God, there's hella time left. They got, I turned it they back got on. Tight too. They got a little yeah. tight. And you could yes. see that they were starting to get a little nervous too. Like, oh, Bruh. I think we got to blow this. Like, they started Bruh. like going three and out. They couldn't get a first down. Like, <laughs> it was it was starting to get crazy. Hey, they 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 knew what it was. And at yeah. the end of the day, the Vikings was on a run that a lot of people couldn't stop last year. You know, offensively. So that was definitely one of those things. But I'll definitely say this: that I remember, I remember that game. Especially, I remember just the whole sequence. I think I had JJ in that game, and I'm pretty sure it was still during fantasy time. If I remember right, like I remember the first half, I think he had like two points. I was pissed. I was hell mad. <laughs> turn that shit off. Turn it back on. That boy had like 33. Oh, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he yeah. always. But yeah. yeah, but that's that's my number two. What about you? Okay, so you guys know I'm a Raider fan, but I I got to give it up to the Niners sometimes, man. Um, Candlestick, uh, and I looked at the year 2002 was was this year um they came back on the giants and, and the giants and, and niners which is crazy they have this like they have some historic games in the playoffs obviously yeah um, that one and then uh kyle williams with the fumble punt return so they've had some interesting sorry sorry to bring that up uh but they've had some interesting playoff games over the years you did so did. many people right now i did, I did go there um, but yeah, man, that game, the comeback, I, I remember T.O. scoring and celebrating and Michael Strahan pointing to the scoreboard, like, look, y'all down, you're still down 16, 18. Why are you celebrating? Um, and for that, he didn't even say that. He didn't even acknowledge him, but I love that, you know, he was celebrating and it kind of started the comeback. Um, but that was a really classic game. I, I don't forget that game. I remember watching that. Like damn, that's just this is like a classic right here. So, I, I think that that was like around the time when I really, really got into uh, football as a sport. Uh, you know, yeah. like as like a sport I was into because of course I played it as a kid, but I didn't really like watch it too much because I grew up in apartments where playing football was your pastime of being outside. It wasn't more so because I watch football every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I learned football was playing in apartments, and uh, that was like around the time uh, that you know I was in. I was a. Uh, I think I want to say I was in. Uh, junior high still and uh that was around that time uh that i definitely was still in the football uh because that 2002 i'm pretty sure that was a year that we went to the super bowl if I, mm. if correct yep. and yep. that was that was one of my first experience of being a real raider fan and, and like things kind of come to because i was a big raider fan regardless growing up i just didn't know too much about it and that was my time of knowing about that and i just remember that game bro i i i think the thing that's crazy about it is that's one of those things on both sides. Don't talk too early, bro, because you know it's about to happen. Yeah, like, you see what you see what fucking happens. You know what I'm saying? And and but I give Michael Strand a little bit of credit. You know, at least you know you in in the moment 
that's some shit I probably would have did too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like because you know Tio had, you know, he was always extra when he scored too. So I don't extra. remember what he did to celebrate, but you know, it was probably over the top. That's just how Tio like, was. like Dallas when he ran into the yeah, thing, he, ran into the middle he, field you know. on a star and got smacked by Roy Williams, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Roy Williams, shout out Roy Williams, man. Logan, Logan, Cat. Logan High for uh, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's um, my number two, man. All right, so what's your number two? Uh, let's go on to the number the number one. And I honestly, I'm going to drop this, and I'm almost 100% sure this is going to be your number one, too, because this was one monumental situation in football that we've all watched, and the person that did it is somebody we all hate, uh, to be honest here, uh, as a Raider fan. Uh, I'm going to talk about that Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl yeah. with the Patriots' probably most epic comeback. I have witnessed in my life, bro. I I just want to ask you this one question: How did they lose this game? <laughs> Can somebody explain yeah. to me how you lose a Super Bowl being up twenty eight to zip? It still doesn't Let make sense, know. to be honest with you. And, and also, right. I think the biggest thing about that game is it was the Super Bowl, like. Like, it was the Super Bowl. Like, we didn't see anything like this before on that yeah. platform. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. It, it was bro. crazy. And I think that really, really cemented Tom Brady's legacy. Like, that really made us all realize how great he really is. Because I'll get, that was him. Like, I, I couldn't even put on anybody else. I know the defense definitely did their job of stopping them, but... At the end of the day, he had to score, and he had to score every time he touched that ball, and he was doing it. Um, I feel so bad for the Falcons, so bad for Julio. I know that would have been like an amazing for his career. That's when Cal, they had Cal, bro, they were cooking, bro. Like I, Falcons are nice, man. Falcons bro, are really nice. nice. I remember Julio was going crazy that game, bro. Oh my god, bro! Just like to witness that, it's like the nuttiest shit ever, and the fact that. For me, and this is the one thing, and I know I'm going to get, you know, yes, we just did the Niner episode last week, and, you know, I gave you all props. But that, I think that's the one thing for me when it comes to Shanahan. He just can't yeah. get this shit done. He just can't. You know what I'm but saying? Like, eventually, eventually people catch on to your fucking offense, bro, and that simplicity shit ain't going to work all the time. You got to do something, or you got to not fucking change some shit. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because that's another thing, too, I've noticed. It, he will do good, 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 running, 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 you know, having success, having success, having success, and then turn around, he wants to have some fun. He'll call a random ass play in a playbook that ain't got nothing to do with the game plan he's been doing. So, I don't, like, I don't... I'm that was sorry. Shanahan's last game before he took the Niners job, right? So he, because yep. I remember he was already, I think him and Lynch were already talking, uh, yep. and that's when he took the job after that. But yeah, Tom, yep. Tom stopped a lot of people from getting rings, man, so I, I can't you know, that's just, that's just who he is, man. For him to have seven rings at the end of it, but that's definitely his most classic one. Obviously, you know, we have some some feelings towards him because you just, what if, you know, the tuck game, tuck rule game doesn't happen? Like, where does his career go from there? Is he even the starter the next year? You know, like, there's He's so, many, there's so many stories that yeah. what if could have happened if, if that game didn't. Um, but, yeah, if Atlanta gets a, gets a Super Bowl, like, that changes a lot, too. We might look at Julio as one of the best wide receivers ever, and uh, and honestly, 
you don't even hear his name. Obviously, I, I think he's still trying to hang on and, and play some more. But yeah, yeah like people I, I think if they would have won that Super Bowl, the back end of, of his career wouldn't have went how it how it how it was going, how he got released and had to jump a bunch of teams to keep playing. I think they would have just kept him on and let him ride out the rest of his career, like how they did Roddy White. You know what I'm saying? Mm, uh, Roddy White, the rest of their career. Yeah, wow. you know what I'm saying. Like I think that's they would have that would have happened and I think it would have been official, but it sucks. And it, and it just goes to show what Tom Brady's ass can do to your team just by taking a fucking Super Bowl from you. A la us. We ain't been the same since. Still uh, been the same. And now he's an owner. He's a, now he's on our ownership group. <laughs> hey, hey man. that better change. Hey. You better give me something. You owe me, bro. Hey, in the words of, in the words of Charles Woodson, man, Remember what he? Remember the comment? I don't know if you the interview you said he had. He made a comment about Tom Brady. He said Tom Brady owed me a house or a car or something because I made that man. I made his career just with that damn play. That boy owed he owed me something. And I, if I was see Wood the day I see Tom Brady, I'm telling him too. Hey, what's up with that check, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you I'm glad, I'm, and I am glad that Charles Wilson did go get a ring with Green Bay because mm-hmm. yeah, that was mm-hmm. the, we were definitely winning that Super Bowl. I don't care what nobody says. We were definitely winning that Super Bowl. But that's yeah, that's for another day for sure. Yeah. I don't <laughs> more that. Yeah, that's that's my number one too. You're right. I, I agree. Yeah. So uh yeah, those are our, our top NFL comebacks for the you know the last few years. Um so before we get out of here, man, I we got one more topic. Uh hip hop's fiftieth birthday was last week, and obviously you've made a lot of music in your time. Um you know, we've we've all grown up. There's some legendary tracks that we've all listened to that's, you know, inspired us or, you know, you know, helped us through d- tough times or whatever the case may be. Um, but what's what's the song that maybe introduced you to hip hop and, and made you fall in love with it? Um, so I would actually have to say so at, being an athlete growing up, music was always into you know that was just something that was part of you you know it was part of your pre-games it was just something that was in there um i was a kid growing up that uh i made the mixtapes you know i downloaded all the music onto my computer he's a limewire guy yeah i had the limewire guy i was a dude you know give me a blank cd i give you i give you the high okay okay yeah so but i was more into the dancing side because you know we're caribbean stuff like that but i would definitely have to say for music Musically wise, what made me really start respecting the rap game, and also something that I started enjoying was um, it was actually the the Nas and Jay Z beef. Uh, mm. That was the iconic time for me. That's when I I picked my side. Uh, you know, I picked Nas, and I definitely was more into Nas and the music he made. Of course, if I ruled the world, was probably one of my most favorite songs that ever. Um, Cause I love the Fugees. My sister, uh, you know, bless my sister. She raised me on, you know, my mom worked all the time. So my sister raised me every Saturday. We woke up, we cleaned the house. She was bumping music. You know what I'm saying? So I fell into the old school music, uh, the music before our time of our age, you know, the Fugees, uh, pretty Nas, Jay-Z, when they were young, you know, like the people that were there, a lot of the R&Bs that were great, you know, the Tevin Campbells, the, the fucking key sweats, like I can I can go off for days, you know what I'm saying? Just talking about that stuff. So I love music. So seeing Nas making that song with Lauren Hill, and then after that, the and then you know the whole beef with Jay Z, it made me fall in love with Nas, and that the Ether song was it, it did something to me. Um, but I would have to say 
that song was amazing, but that song just drug uh, led me to the album, which actually led me to the song that I loved the most at that time, which was One Mic. Um, Nas One Mic um, was an amazing song. Um, it, it said more than just rapping. You know, it meant a lot more if you really listen to it. And I think that's what kind of drug me to the point where it made me realize that you can be a rapper and you can say some real shit and people can really, really feel it. You ain't got to talk about killing and drugs and all this shit 24-7. You know, you can really do some real shit. And at the end of the day, Nas wasn't no sucker. You know, he's from Queensbridge. You know, people know so people know who he is. You know, he, he ain't no sucker. But he, he, he portrayed something more than just being a gangster. And I think that's what I tried to do with my music, you know, coming up. Um, I always wanted to portray that. Like then day, you know, I ain't no sucker. Niggas know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't the one to fuck with. I, I ain't the one to play with. And all my homies can attest. Everybody watches it. They know what it is, you know. But I also, in my music, I didn't really try to talk like that. I never really tried to portray, you know, I'm going to shoot you, kill you. Like, you know, I never wanted to do none of that. I wanted to talk about real and good time. But at the end of the day, you know, you know who I am. The, the name I made for myself is something. And I think that's what I loved about Nas the most, <clears throat> you know. So that's what really did it for me. That whole Nas the Ether album, uh, the Stillmatic—I mean, the Stillmatic album. Uh, and also, the ones before that, Illmatic. All of them, I started falling into all of it. But that—that that album was was it was classic back to back too, man. Like, sure. Yeah, you know, I can go through the whole thing. You know, the rerun track mm-hmm. that was probably one of my favorite tracks he ever did. Uh, one mic was definitely—I definitely say one mic is in my top five favorite songs. Uh, Ether destroyed that man jay-z and it was just it everything was great from front to back and it, that just made that made me know that uh there's more to music for me that i can do and that's what kind of made me start turning to the whole rapping and freestyling side and trying to hone that talent i put the turntables down and started picking up the mic because i used to dj you know as a kid so um and that was i would definitely say that uh, and uh, with that being said, you know, the 50 year, uh, that's it's an amazing thing, man. Uh, rap music has definitely had its ups and downs, its twists and its turns. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that it's still here, still here to last. Um, it's impacted. Uh, people are changing their lives off of it. Uh, and that's an amazing thing to have. So and it's a great platform to have. I just, you know, you know, uh, we've talked about some episode prior, you know, there's just some things in the game right now that I wish would change. Um, and there's just some things in the game right now I wish would refine, but at the end of the day, I'm happy it's here and I love it. So, yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's, it's in an interesting spot in the moment, right? Uh, you know, obviously we, we might not agree with a lot of the, the artists that are out right now and might be saturated down with, with so many people <laughs> trying to be a rapper. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, you know, it's just a, a wave right now. And hopefully I, I do believe we can get back to, you know, what we feel is like real hip hop one day, um, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah. So for me, I was actually, I, I was really sheltered as a, as a kid. So, you know, I was, you know, my yeah. mom didn't play with, with, with rap too much. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was in the church every Sunday. Uh, so I didn't, oh. you know, there was, there was no games. There was no hip hop for me. So I think the first song, so like, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of the kids was listening to like Tupac and stuff like that. And I, I didn't yeah. I didn't hear none of that, to be honest with you. Uh, I, had to, I had to circle back around when I, when I got to. Um, but for me, um, there was a song that my dad liked, and he wasn't like the biggest hip-hop guy, but he bought it for himself, and I loved that I could listen to it when I was with him, but it was more money, yeah. more problems. That was the song uh, yeah. attached with the video that, yeah. you know, I just remember them wearing big, bright yellow, big, bright red, like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought the video was dope. The song was like yeah. catchy. 
they weren't cussing. So like my mom let me listen to that one, you know? So yeah. I, I think that was yeah. the first song that I was like able to like gravitate to. So that's the first song, yeah. like going down to Tower Records in the hub. Yeah. Shout out to Tower Records. I know Tower Records. Tower Records. Yeah. But I remember going down there and getting that. And, uh, you know, that was like the first <laughs> hip hop song that I was able to like actually gravitate to. You you are so funny though that you say that about Kyle, your mom, and shelter stuff. We, we we as you know, people might not know, me and Jeremy kind of grew up the same in the church all the time. My mom was a big church lady. She loved every I used to go every every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday to church. Yeah, we were and what three it was. Times. And <laughs> yep, three times a week. You know what I'm saying? I was in there and it made me just at the end of the day, you know, I know who God is and I pray to the man, I understand it. And I give my mom all credit. When I turned 18, she allowed me to make my own choice. You know what I'm saying? I'm going and not want to go, but she always talked to me about it. But that's here nor there. We can talk about that another day when we get into our stories personally. But uh, my mom actually was uh, a little down the line when I really kind of found my music time. My mom was a big Jaw Rule fan. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. You remember that his debut album, Rule Three Six? Uh, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. She, she bought it for me, but the <laughs> you know the, the edited version, and we listened to it An together. Edited version. We all listened to it together, and that is probably one of the past times that I really enjoyed. And the fact that my mom was able to step out of her shell to listen to something else to relate to me as her son. And that was just an amazing thing. And it's an amazing feat as a woman, just to, you know, as a woman, a single mom, to kind of allow your son to discover his things and find out that you like it too. And we loved it, bro. We fucking listened to every, that whole thing, brought them back together. I love my mom for that, dog. That was probably, that's probably one of the best memories I'll ever have of her, bro. Like, listen, listen to her sing freaking uh, always on time and all that time. Every time it came <laughs> up. Bro, hell yeah, bro. My God, it was so funny, man. She, she loved the album too. I remember, I remember it got so bad. Uh, I broke the CD. We went and bought another one. <laughs> so I definitely would. I definitely would say uh, it, music has done a lot for me. Amazing, just in my life, in my family. You know, my, my, my uncles are DJs, so music is, is a lot to me. And honestly, just the anniversary of hip hop coming up, it's it's great because that's what I grew up on and the right hip hop. So. Happy birthday, hip hop, man. 50 years is, is crazy. So many songs that we could get into that's like shaped, you know, shaped our lives. And, and maybe, you know, you, you put a song on when you're going through something or it takes you back to a time in your life. That's the best part about music. It can take you back yeah. to a certain point or maybe you're hanging out with somebody at that point in time. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know what we would do without without hip hop. Right. Just how far it's come and how, how much it's, it's given to us. Right, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, man, that's it, bro. That's it. That's it for the day, man. So you know, with that being said, I pretty well can. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all this every time because you, you know, Rose, you know, he appreciates everybody. I appreciate every person that clicks this thing and takes a listen, takes a gander. We definitely appreciate you guys, man. Seriously, you guys are locking in with us again. We we just getting started with this, but uh, we we definitely appreciate the support we're getting. Definitely, and we ain't going nowhere. So uh, this is definitely going to keep going, and we're only going to get grown, get bigger. Um, I definitely want to, you know, give out uh, just a couple heads up next week. You know, we did the Niners special, so y'all know what's coming next week. You already know what's coming. Come on. So stop playing, <laughs> tap in. You know, I love I love my boy Jasper. You know, and uh, King Travis King for sliding through. I appreciate it. You know, if, if y'all really listen to that, Roach was kind of you know trying to be nice. So I was being nice. I love talking shit. So 
but I'm, it's, it's, it's all in poppy next week you know what it is i'm here to talk that talk uh but with that being said man please like subscribe you know make sure you hit that notification button so you can stay in tune when these episodes come up drop a comment anything you want to say we you know i'm definitely here to interact with you guys uh definitely want to you know get your feedback any topics y'all want to hear us cover anything man we here for y'all not just for us uh, and, and man, at the end of the day, man, uh, I, 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 once again, I appreciate it, Jeremy. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, it's all love. You know what it is for me. Sure. Got you forever. Hey, we've been, we, this is going, it's going to be rocking for a minute. Uh, but man, with that being said, you know, one thing I always try to tell y'all, remember, always put yourself first because that's the most important person on this world. And at the that's us. There's no more timeouts. We checking out. Peace. Uh, Yes.